Forbidden and banned, the bane of bureaucrats, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction. Flying under the radar and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Hello and welcome to Liberty Now. I'm your host, John Bird, trainer, piper, Navy diver, and Liberty lover. This is the podcast for discerning minds and common sense. Thank you for tuning in. I'm excited to uh, introduce my guest today. Uh, some of you out there, especially in New Zealand, may already know him. Uh, Derek Tate, who is, um, shall we say, a bit of a lightning rod in the media to the woke and liberal left. Um, would that be fair to say, Derek? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not anything to be ashamed of, I think. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, it's it's been crazy to see. Like, I've heard you speak in person and uh, at events before. And everything I've heard from you, it just makes common sense. You know, uh, yep. and, and you're fighting against censorship. You're fighting for human rights, the right to choose, uh, to use a left term when it comes to our own bodily autonomy uh, with regarding, you know, the shots. C-19 shots, uh, just, I'm going to say that so I don't get booted off of uh, YouTube, but if I do, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. before we go into all that, um, how would you define the freedom movement um, as it is, I guess, here in New Zealand, Dirk? As, as it is currently? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think there's a bit of bit of a lull, bit of a uh, well, I wouldn't say complete silence. And yeah, I, th I think because a lot of things, a lot of things have happened, pe people are a little bit more relaxed. There's probably a probably a core core group or core amount of people from different groups who are who are staying active, but there's also Enough for us to be brutally honest. There's there's a little bit of division happening within the ring. Yeah, yeah, which which I hate to see. Um, I guess a lot of times it's inevitable. Well, and, and then there's also divisive uh, activity, you know, deliberately being pushed out there. It's not by accident that you know those in power are constantly working to further divide us more and more and more. So it's you know it's probably got plenty of help from the globalists, um, you know, when we get differing opinions, even within the the freedom or the right or with, with any movement or yeah. any group, I guess. Hey. Um, yeah. But before we go into that, even, uh, also just tell us, tell my viewers and listeners a little bit on, on your background, Derek, like you're involved in, in this um, growing global phenomenon, this, this freedom movement. Um, how did you first get involved? Like, what's your background? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're the the Freedom and Rights Coalition, and how how we got started, if you like, or got involved, uh, was during the lockdown, uh -huh. uh, and a few of us got on the Zoom from around the country, and that, and we just we just knew we could see things coming, and we just knew well, we can either lay down, lie down, or we can actually do something, and and for us, uh. Standing up out in public, uh, doing uh, marches, stands, protest, was was the way to go. 
making our um, being seen and being heard. We we decided back then that we'd uh, organise and uh, get together and put a few ads out. Get a get a get a um, microphone and a speaker, and then go from there. Nice. And that uh, that first one was at Cranmer Square, wasn't it? In, yeah. Uh, in, yeah. Near uh, downtown Christchurch. Yeah, pretty much central Christchurch there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good venue, and I remember. Uh, I don't remember if I was at the very first one, but the the numbers were modest, uh, maybe five hundred, yeah. and then boy, it just swelled up within not even a year. By that summer, it was like what? What do we get up to ten thousand or something? Marketing. Yeah, got got near that, and uh, was quite consistently in the thousands. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was just just that initial kicking it off, and then once once word started to spread that there was a a safe place, a place of uh, like minded people, yep. a place where we could gather and uh, yeah, feed, feed off each other's uh, courage if you like, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yep that that's really important. I believe when somebody sees somebody standing up, you know, you might be the first one. In your case, I think you're one of those few courageous and brave ones that is willing to just stand up because, you know, what's right is right. And uh, it emboldens other people to say, yeah, Yeah. you know, I agree, but okay. I I see other people standing up and I really can't just sit on the sidelines anymore. This is too important for our future, for our children's future. And um, I, I hope more and more people continue to realize this and it's, so important globalism is not just a, some kind of conspiracy theory and and this is all tied into globalism too i think a lot of people sort of separate um the whole covid pandemic and and the shots and the you know questioning vaccines and stuff as something separate and apart from uh you know the globalist agenda uh the transgender agenda uh 15 minute cities all these things are tied in together uh, the more you yeah. look at it, the more you realize. But uh, w- what was your primary message when you started getting in front of people at these rallies? Yeah, it was it was about freedom of choice and being able to stand stand on our our freedom to to make a choice rather than being coerced or forced or threatened with losing our jobs and what have you. Yep. Um, especially a medical choice. You know, and that's in our Bill of Rights. It's, yes. it's our use, you know, to to take something that's uh, not not being tested and something we're not a hundred percent sure about. So, you know, on the marches and that, I, I constantly push that. You know, if you're if you're not being jabbed, if you're being jabbed, if that's your decision, then fine. But let's all stand together on our right to make that decision, not be coerced or forced or hoodwinked or all the rest of it yeah yep um and as i've said before to my listeners they already know most of them that uh yeah i was one of those who was uh coerced or pushed out of work uh, just absolutely refused to take the jab uh, after much research you know i didn't take the decision lightly i read a lot and i listened to a lot of professionals and i love you know what at various protests and things or, or uh sign protests we'd hold up signs and you know people come up and they say well are you a doctor and you know my response is no i'm not a doctor i i listen to doctors 
like really well-known, <laughs> highly respected doctors. And I read the actual science in the papers that lead yeah. them to the conclusion that this jab is not safe nor effective. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. It's funny to see how the narrative uh, from the vax pushers has changed too, even out of their own mouths. They, you know, starts out a hundred percent effective. It's going to stop you from even catching COVID. And then, uh, well, it's, it's going to keep you from, you know, getting, you know, really bad symptoms. And then, you know, yeah. people are still getting sick and then, well, it's yeah. going to keep you out of the hospital and uh, no. And then now we're seeing statistics are showing just massive deaths and it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to impress on people the reality of that when their only source of information is, you know, the mainstream media, which is pretty much owned by the pharmaceutical companies pushing those vaccines, you know, clear conflict of interest. Um, and of course, they're not going to allow any news out about, um, you know, these deaths. Yeah. But you, you can look at the statistics, you can look at the VAERS reports, you can look at the research by uh, yeah. any number of researchers. That's and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mentioned earlier, Derek, you're kind of a lightning rod. Like, uh, it, it's funny to hear like the, the criticisms when we go out and talk about, um, well, get, getting in, into like the, the woke agenda and the transgender agenda. I think you would agree. We don't have anything against adults doing whatever they want, even if they want to, you know, surgically alter themselves. Uh, that's that's their own choice. It's when, their business. Yeah. 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 We, we don't care about your sexual preference, you know, behind closed doors. And as you said before, we, we don't care about your vaccine choices, you know, and I hear this repeatedly at all the meetings and rallies that I go to with other fellow freedom minded people. They're like, you know, yeah. we don't care. You know, mm -hmm. we, we welcome everybody. We just want that freedom of choice, which is being yeah. denied. And we don't want to be called conspiracy theorists, you know, but um, you know, don't, where we draw the line is, you know, don't push these things on kids. Don't allow them, yeah. you know, as minors to make life-changing decisions without parental yeah. consent. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you even heard about the law that was recently passed in Washington state, my home state, where I come from, uh, a bill that passed that uh, allows caretakers, um, emergency workers, uh, police, Anybody who, or even I think uh, school teachers, to hide mm -hmm. the children from their parents if they decide or have have uh, said that they think they might be transgender and, and want to get uh, quote gender affirming care, which means you know surgical mutilation usually or um, hormone replacement yep. therapy, those kinds of things, and uh, th that's diabolical. Let alone you know unconstitutional and criminal it's completely criminal and, and demonic i would say when you can yeah. hide a child from the parent where yeah. when when we have had a long tradition since the beginning of you know any written law where children cannot vote until a certain age they can't drive yeah. a motor vehicle at a certain age they can't drink until a certain age and yet yeah. there's seems to be no limit to when they can go get, you know, medical care and abortion or surgeries. I, yeah. I, I can't understand how anybody can justify that. 
they can't. They, they, yeah, they can't really. <laughs> no, they can't. By, by logic does not seem to apply on that side. No. Of the, on that side. Common. So common to me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you've had uh, write-ups in the paper and and things. You know what? What are they accusing you of? That's so horrible. Um. Gee, there's, there's a there's a few things, things like white supremacist. <laughs> white supremacist, are you? Yeah, well, I'm brown, actually. But yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know, it's it's getting that crazy in the in the states too. I, I hear all the time about um, you know Hispanics or black people being accused of you know being white supremacist or sympathizing with white supremacy just because they're making logical arguments. Or because yeah. because they didn't vote for Biden, maybe, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I was down in Dunedin one time, and we we did a little bit of a a stand march there for might have been against Three Waters, and a couple of hundred of the LGBTQ community turned out. It had, had nothing to do with them. I was, you know, it was, it was yeah against. They turned out in Dunedin there, and they were calling me a Nazi and a white supremacist and also. Wow. Yeah. yeah it, you know, um, so we're pretty clued up here, I think, all over New Zealand. And I would say uh, the, the Three Waters program is very unpopular among uh, the voting public. I, I don't think you'll find very many people who are in support of it. And yet they keep pushing ahead with it. But uh, if you could enlighten our listeners outside of New Zealand, what, what is the, the general gist of the whole Three Waters plan? Um, it's 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 really the, the the government taking out of the hands of the local government um, our, our rights to the water and changing the water, and it also has to do with um, a small percentage of the Maori, along with the government, basically jumping in bed with Labour. I think um, wanting to outright own all water, whether it's seawater, tap water, um, drainage, all that sort of stuff. So, and then of course there's exorbitant. Um, money prices on top of that that we've been charged and all the rest of it and there's chlorine and fluoride and if, if, if you can get the water and the food I'd say you've got the masses yeah and well you know when we look at the globalist agenda that's all par for the course right it's all about consolidation of control and power and all the resources all the means of production they want it's very Marxist this plan of theirs that uh, they want to control every aspect of our lives and uh, even uh, into our currency. You know, we hear talk about the uh, CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies. Boy, if they can implement that, you know, then they've really got us under their thumb. They can, you know, I mean, imagine being able to switch off somebody's money, like a light switch that just doesn't agree with the government narrative. We saw that. Including electricity yeah. itself, yeah. Um, we've yeah. already seen the beginnings of this even before uh, the digital currencies being implemented where they, the government just arbitrarily said they were going to take all the donations to the truck from the truckers or to the truckers in Canada during their big protest. Um, wow. ago, and they just, they, I think they had a GoFundMe account and the government said, oh, well, we don't agree with this narrative. Uh, we're... We're not going to allow anybody to support that. They just confiscated all their money, both wow. like that, through the banks. Yeah, 
So think how much worse it's going to be when everything's uh, digitized through uh, central yeah. banks. So we definitely need to stand up against that. And um, I encourage people don't don't just go to protests, you know, but um, go out to street corners, hold up signs, fight globalism and learn more about it. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't you're not quite there yet, um, you know. I can recommend lots of great books. Uh, some yeah. episodes ago, I did an interview with Patrick Wood, who is the author of Technocracy Rising. That's a really great primer uh, for anybody wanting to understand what's behind this whole agenda. It's all about technocracy yeah. and digitizing and controlling every single little aspect of our micromanaging everything. Yeah. I know. I know. On a local level here in New Zealand, we we we're taking the fight. Uh, we're fighting them in their own backyard, and that's that's to do with politics and that sort of thing. So, you know, we have the Freedom New Zealand Umbrella Party, which is a lot of the minor parties coming together and uniting under one umbrella, because we yeah. know the, the smaller parties won't and haven't got in in the past, and we won't get in unless we unite under an umbrella party to get over that five percent that's the that's the threshold i was talking to someone the other day i think and they were saying in israel she's from israel it's only two percent so that gives smaller parties a, a fighting chance but in new zealand it's five percent day wow so yeah we've got to come together and i know that the freedom new zealand umbrella party will be here in july out my way out the ymac july the fifth i think it is off the okay. top of my head and by the 6th in Christchurch. So I'm setting up a couple of night meetings. I'm also setting up a meet and greet, coffee and chat with uh, with the team and anybody who wants to come along and, yeah, just to say hello and meet them. I'm more than welcome. Excellent. Excellent. And I, I really think we do need to get more involved in politics and voting and reminding our legislators that they work for us and not the other way yep. around. You know, the yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're paying their salaries, so they better shape up and be good employees. Um, paying them good. Yeah. We're paying um, <laughs> what's that? We're paying them well, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're paying them real well. Uh, and they're they're being pretty naughty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not really listening. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, they you know, the term uh, red pill, black pill, you know, a lot of people are just getting black pilled after the 2020 election, where we saw it was just so egregious, all the fraud and the cheating, I won't go into it now. But I, I would say a very high majority of Americans believe that there was at least some shenanigans or cheating uh, with that last election. And it's not like it hasn't happened before. But it was yeah. so evident, yeah. so clearly yeah. evident. Uh, yeah. because, you know, Trump is very anti-establishment and you may not agree. In fact, I don't agree with everything uh, Trump yeah. says. He's very brash and um, egotistical. That said, <laughs> he's done a lot of, he's had some very good policies in with, you know, some of the not as good, um, the whole supporting the the rollout of the vaccine thing. Um, he just won't back off of. And, and that's one of the things that might, prevent me from voting for him but yeah. um he's been light years better than anything else we've had put in front of us so oh you know yeah what do you do yeah. 
but I, so I'm not blackpilled um, to the, where people are just like, well, I'm just going to give up. You know, there's nothing we can do. Um, I yeah. think we need to take two paths there really, we, we should sort of share our energies between working with the political system, voting for the people that we know have our back that are consistent, that, that yeah. do what they say they're going to do, watching yeah. them closely and, and holding the politicians who may not do what we want, you know, holding their feet to the fire and, and making sure there's some accountability. And at, yes. this, at the same time, I think we also need to be preparing for the eventuality that maybe that doesn't work out. Um, yeah. You know, things have gotten yeah. so bad. We're, we're just only starting to see the fallout from all the disruptions in the, the supply chain and, you know, prices just now starting to go up from the lockdowns and yeah. um, you know, the, the deaths of, you know, critical yeah. workers, we're, we're seeing a reduction in uh, healthy airline pilots yeah uh, even with the in the aviation industry it's interesting it's a little side note the um i believe it was at the last davos meeting where there all the uh, elite politicians and corporate heads are meeting at the da at davos in switzerland and mm -hmm. they they all you know hypocritically are flying in on their private jets uh to <laughs> you know talk about climate change and you know yeah. how none of us are allowed to fly yet for yeah. i think something like 400 jets fly in their private jets and then they're going to meet about how we we are you know have too much of a carbon footprint it's just the hypocrisy <laughs> is amazing but the really interesting thing was they required that uh, their pilots not be vaccinated yeah yeah didn't want them falling out of the sky now yeah it's so you know, if, if they're not wanting their pilots vaccinated and they're not getting vaccinated, uh, it makes you wonder, you know, is it really safe for me? <laughs> so are, are you working with any like uh, local sort of prepper groups or freedom groups outside of what you're doing politically? Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously with the Freedom and Rights Coalition and then we got our men's program where we we uh, focus on on the home because we believe the power is in the home and it starts in the home. So so really helping a lot of men through things like suicide and addictions and mental health and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's 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 hard to it's hard to talk talk to men or people about getting on this bigger battlefield when they're struggling at home. With, you know, right? Thing at yeah yeah so. Yeah, and obviously if, if that means a food parcel or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I've been keeping in contact with other groups. I'm, I'm catching up with a couple of VFF people. Yeah, I had had three three or four meetings today with different different people, different groups. So with things coming up, and with it being election year, October that's our that's our small window to really go hard and uh, try and try and get in there. I was saying the other night about you got to get in the ring and take a swing. Otherwise, just keep quiet on the sidelines, you know. Amen, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we need more people in the arena, you know, fighting yeah. the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. You pretty much started the Freedom and Rights Coalition. Is that right? You're sort of the brainchild of that one. Oh, no, there was uh, 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 Brian Tamaki. There was a, a uh, yeah, yeah. on on the Zoom and there was a few of us. Oh, 
key key people in in our different cities areas, I suppose, if I can put it like that. But but yeah. down here, yeah, I've been I've been spearheading it and charging ahead and all the rest of it. But uh, yeah, started on that Zoom and then uh, we all went from there. So obviously they're not here. I'm here, so I I I can do what I can and lead it from here. Um, yeah. That's that's. that's that's brought sort of pros and cons and for and against type of thing. As you know, New Zealand's a tall poppy syndrome. So as soon as yeah. you get up. Yeah, we were talking about that before. And for those outside of New Zealand, you know, the, the tall poppy syndrome, it's been a thing. I don't know how it got into the culture or why, but um, we've noticed that since moving. We've been here about eight years ourselves now, uh, myself with the family. And yeah. Um, yeah, as Americans, you know, generally we have no problem speaking our mind, you know, voicing our yeah. opinions probably too much. Yeah. So sometimes, but boy, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of folks here just, you know, they don't want to stir the pot. They don't want to. And it's, I mean, it's, it's endearing. It's nice, you know, that they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it also makes the general population really vulnerable to, you know, gaslighting and the, the social pressure and the censorship that they push to, to try to shut up any counter narrative. And, um, you know, so my hat's off to people like you, Derek, who are willing to stand up there and, you know, as a Kiwi, you're a native Kiwi. Is that right? Yeah. So so been here all your life. Yeah. Yeah. Born, born and bred here, but I have, uh, yeah. Moldy, my, my dad is half European. His his grandmother was Italian, so I'm not full Maori, but uh, yeah. And then my wife is half European, half Maori. My daughter married a Samoan, so her, their daughter oh, nice. is a mixture. That yeah, <laughs> best of all worlds. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So awesome. I don't, I don't, I don't lean either way in in the sense I don't get hung up on. Well, as Maori, we've been treated wrong, and as European, we, you know, I don't. I, don't get hung well, up on that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had, you know, the, this human and tribal conflicts for forever. And, you know, it's it's only gotten better as time goes on until very recently. I mean, in my own lifetime, you know, I like race relations back in the U.S. were yeah. constantly improving, getting better and better. Um, and never that they were really that bad, you know, even within my whole lifetime. But, yeah. uh, man, it was interesting. Like once Barack Obama got into office, it just, mm. it got worse than I've ever seen it. And this whole woke, woke culture started yeah. up and, you know, he, he would, he would like poke at the wound, you know, if there's any, anything that could be brought up that would sort of scrape at the old, any old wounds or hard feelings, man, he was yeah. right on national news. He would take local stories and just blow them up into national yeah. and international stories and, and yeah. create the fuel, the fires of racism. And it's ironic because he was voted in by, by a vast majority of white people. I think it was like 85% majority whites voted for Barack mm -hmm. Obama. I was one of them. Uh, <laughs> I, I really believed his hope and change message when he first arrived on the scene uh, until the, like the end of his first term. And I saw he was just lying about everything and um, creating these horrible policies and, and just fostering more and more racism. And there's still yeah. 
you know, the Obama faithful out there who just never, ever see that. But, you know, if you just take a, an objective look at it, you, you'll see. But uh, yeah. that's, that's just another divide and conquer tool that the globalists are using against us. And we, we really need to unite, come together for a common cause. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I appreciate your work in, in doing that and um, trying to get uh, a, a freedom foot in the door in politics <laughs> here. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, that, that's our plan. We 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 believe if we can, we've got four or five, um, or three or four parties under the umbrella with other groups, and that we we we're aiming for 20 percent, not five percent. We're gonna aim for the stars. If we hit the lamppost, well, hey, good. yeah, anything's better than nothing. That's I I really so. What uh, do you have a Facebook page or website? Where would you send people that want to? support you or learn more about it or or call you out i don't know yeah 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 i mean on te telegram is what we're on now and uh yep. my facebook my facebook page is derek marina which is one word derek marina and tate t-a-i-t it's um and it's got my picture on there me and my wife i think our picture yeah so that's my facebook page then i've got one on my own it's derek tate just d-e-r-e-t-a-i-t -E -E yeah yeah so cool. yeah awesome i will put the those links um if you want to share any of those links with the audience i will post them up over on the website at libertynow.com folks please go check it out uh and dig in and uh look for more information beyond just what we're talking about here you know again do your own research i try yeah. to provide all the information that i can and uh, that's sort of the home base to do that so yeah uh, yeah go check that out and um that video oh that yeah video i sent you is on yeah yeah i saw that video that was extraordinary you know you're there <laughs> uh you this was how many months ago like a month ago yeah a month six weeks ago uh it was a sunday afternoon and uh we were we were making a stand for our kids the over sexualizing of our kids in libraries and schools and um yeah we went there and you know made a stand and wanted to um say a few words but when i got there there was ooh, good 500 lgbtq supporters and police everywhere and they came up to me and said, um, whether you like it or not, basically we we're, we're here to protect you from from them. And yeah. um yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you if you seen the video, one of the police comes up to me after I said said on the mic, um, just because we disagree doesn't mean we hate, and then they just all went right. ballistic. Yeah. And then he said to me, uh, basically, you're a man of mana, which is strength in our language, Maori language. Nice. And we know you're and we know that it's in your hands, Derek, to keep this peaceful or turn ugly. Yeah. And I said, yeah, well, always about peace. Uh, look, right. look where the hate was coming from. The, the hate was coming from the other side. It's it's so, again, you know, the hypocrisy knows no end. They, they Everything that, you know, they accuse us of, they're doing. You know, yeah. you're, you literally said it's all about love. Yeah. And they're just... Yeah screaming just you know talk about hate speech wow it was <laughs> yeah it was a, a sight to see i encourage uh, listeners to go check that out i'll i'll put that it was just like a one or two minute clip um i will yeah. post that also up at libertynow.com you can go check it out 
And um, yeah, so where do you see us going? What do you see as the future of New Zealand and for the freedom movement, Derek? Where do you see things going? For me, the the, the immediate task at hand is is in the season dictates. We're we're in the political season. We've got till October, and we're we're doing our best with this uh, Freedom New Zealand Umbrella Party to to get others on board or, or united together to get us over the line. So and then we'll take it from there. And a lot lot of lot of the things that are happening at the moment because we're trying to find our common ground and we don't want to we don't want to argue and fight about this and that. Right. We want to get over that point. That's that. If, if we don't do that. Um, yeah, who knows where we'll go to from here, really. Um, I, I know a lot of people and a lot of my family, they're talking about if things don't change from, from the top politically, they're, they're off, they're moving to Aussie or whatever. So right. our being focus is is the Freedom New Zealand Umbrella Party, getting over that 5%, getting there and, and having a voice and stirring it up. And I, you know, and a lot of people have said, "Well, you won't be able to do much, and you'll be silent, and all this sort of thing." You know what? I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a go than, Absolutely. than give up. Never give up. Never, yeah. never, never give up. I totally agree. No matter yeah. how bleak it may look, you know, we've got plenty of examples in history where, you know, I mean, even in the Revolutionary War in America, there were, yeah, they were defeated by the british at almost every turn it was only at the very end where they started having victories and it did not look it looked pretty bleak did not look good but yeah. uh, you know if if they hadn't had that diehard commitment you know we wouldn't be where we are today the whole world wouldn't be where we are today so right. yeah yeah that's true so i i really appreciate you derek and uh thank you for your mana and you know please keep it up and yeah you know expect the best and you know we still need to prepare for the worst you know don't be caught flat-footed but um exactly. do everything we can to work with the system as long as we can yeah 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 we want to get in there and change the thing there's a lot of things need changing eh? <laughs> yeah boy you're not kidding you're not kidding I, but i think that's a good first step trying to uh, get into parliament there so good yeah. on you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time for the moment. Uh, Derek, I would love it if you uh, update us and let us know how it's going with uh, the new Freedom Party. What's what's the yeah. name of the new party? The Freedom, New Zealand, Freedom New Zealand Umbrella Party. Yeah. Freedom New Zealand I'll, Umbrella Party. Yeah, I'll send you some details. I'll send you the dates that they're here in um, um, North Canterbury, Christchurch. So I'll send you all that and um, keep you up to speed. And we've got meetings, and then, like I say, co coffee and coffee and chat and meet and greet. Um, more of a relaxed sort of sitting at a cafe or something. Anyone who wants to come along. So yeah. Oh, that's great. Thanks for the invitation. Okay, we'll see how many people we can get there. Yeah. So uh, you hear that, uh, New Zealanders, especially around Christchurch. Um, yeah. Look forward to that. All right. Well, until next time, folks. Be good, do the right thing, and keep asking questions. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. All right. Cheers.